Welcome to Rethink Retirement, a Next Up podcast. I'm Victoria Tomlinson. And I'm Trevor Hatton. And in this podcast, we're hearing stories from people who are using their skills and experience in new ways as they move into retirement. Or unretirement, as we like to call it. Uh, this can be a key time in people's lives. And whether you're thinking of slowing right down or doing something new, we're hoping to inspire you in this next stage. And today we have the wonderful Dorothy Miller-Shaw. Well, welcome to you and thank you for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. I'm delighted. So, Dorothy, you're kind of a pioneering Texas businesswoman, aren't you? And I know you've got lots of awards from Milton Advertising Agency. I would love to tell you that I had picked a career path in college and it just went linear straight. It did not. I suspect that's true of a lot of people. I thought I was going to be going into fashion, which I did briefly as a buyer, a a very young buyer at 21. I was the youngest buyer in a large conglomerate here of of retail stores in their whole system at 21. But as life throws curves at you, I met uh, my husband, not my current one, but my husband at uh, work and they had a nepotism rule. So uh, one of us had to leave. He'd been there a lot longer making more money. So I thought, well, what am I going to do? The head of advertising there at the store suggested that I go talk with and meet with some uh, people who owned a whole group of automobile dealers. They were looking for an in-house advertising person. Now, mind you, I'd only had one class in advertising in college, but, you know, okay, I'm game. So I go and I get the job. I spent uh, three years doing that. And in the meantime, I got a divorce. So I wasn't making enough money to support myself, you know, and I had a four-year-old daughter. So I thought, well, perhaps I should open my own business. So I taught the owner of the dealership where I had moved to uh, during that time, backing me and opening an ad agency and off I went. That was in Lexington, Kentucky. That was four years that I was there with that business. And then along came my current husband, who we met on vacation, who happened to live in Dallas. And so I moved to Dallas. And while I moved at the very worst time, 1987 here was when everything had tanked, all the money that was flowing from uh, oil and gas. And uh, if you know anything about Texas, they sort of live and die by that. And it all had come to a screeching halt. And I actually had people I met with when I moved here, people in the industry, et cetera, to, they really discouraged me. They were like, you realize this is, Opening an ad agency down here at this point in time is a really bad idea because it's terrible. I said, well, you know, I don't really have any choice. (laughs) I've moved here. I'm committed. And uh, so I'm going. Fortunately for me, uh, it was one where I really focused back on automotive because I did lots of other things besides automotive when I was in Lexington, Kentucky. But so I focused on automotive and it just happened that I'd come from an aggressive market and they hadn't been an aggressive one and I knew how to do it. And so in a year's time, I defied all the expectations and I was billing more in Dallas than I had ever built in, uh, build in Kentucky. So that was a great move. And it went on from there just to be very fortunate to not only really 
build that enough that I became the largest woman-owned advertising agency serving the automotive industry uh, and helped that for, well, I guess until I turned the business over. I also met the most incredible women here in Dallas. And I have to say this about Texas. Trevor, you had mentioned Oklahoma earlier. And I have to say this about this territory down here. I don't know what there is about it, but strong women come out of this territory. (laughs) And I, I have met the most amazing women here. And there's such a huge support group. All of them are just go-getters. I mean, you know, we stormed the White House to to get them to change some rules. I mean, we, we did all kinds of things that I would have never gotten exposed to if I hadn't moved to Dallas. It's an amazing business community all the way around. And the other thing about it is in Lexington, it would have been very difficult to move in there as an outsider and build a business and make a lot of friends. It was just that kind of place, you know, Dallas. It was wide open. You can do the job. You got it. They were all about what you could do, not who your daddy was. That's Dallas, you know. That was excellent. It was just a great, great move, and I loved it. Dorothy, I should say the reason we were talking about Texas and Oklahoma before we went on air was because, by the way, I completely agree with you to the extent that I actually married one of those (laughs) women. And I wanted to ask you, Having done all of that and and won all those awards, you then went on and founded a digital publication for professional women going into their second act. Maybe you could tell us more about that. Sure, absolutely. So the reason I stepped away from my current business or my past business was I um, had my son-in-law who's ready to come into the business with us. My daughter already worked for us. And so I thought, this is a good time to step aside. I felt like it was the right time to step aside. Also, one of these pioneering women I had met, she and I started talking at a a restaurant one day uh, after we'd been skiing. And we started talking about we ought to do something together down the road. And I said, yeah, we should do that. You know, let's do that. So we talked about what that should be. The only thing I know, it better be online, better be digital because that's where the world's going. Then we talked about what, we thought was an underserved market because that's really where you want to go to. Well, we felt like we were underserved. It was like we'd gotten into our 60s and suddenly we became invisible. I mean, (laughs) you know, it was like no one was talking to us. No one was interested in what we had to say. Well, wait a minute. We're not dead yet. And only that, we got more money than those young people. So really do think we pioneered that early on because now everyone seems to have woke up to what a great market the over 50 woman is and, and all the reasons they should be marketing to us. But we felt like we did capture it early on. However, my good friend, Valerie, that started this, she and I joke that our favorite saying is, how hard can it be? That's always been our attitude. How hard can it be? Well, we found out how hard it can be <laughs> to step into something you knew nothing. I mean, about publishing, because I was going to step away from the company and because I had an ad background and I knew just enough about the digital world to get myself in trouble. I was the CEO from the get-go. So uh, there were lots and lots of challenges there, but it's just been such a great, great 
sort of second career or second act for me because I'm doing something I love and I love it far more the advertising business if you want to know the truth. So, so Dorothy, you're talking here about how hard can it be and I guess that you're having to learn a heck of a lot of new things for this. Did you feel frightened, excited, a bit of everything? I mean, this is, you know, as you said, you were in your 60s when you started all of this. Most people are kind of trying to put up their, in this country, we have that phrase, a male one as usual, you know, pipe and slippers, we call it. So you're just kind of gearing up and learning and new markets. So how did that all feel? Well, you know, that, of course, excited me. I'm a learner. I've always been a learner. And I love that. And, and I think that that's really key to being successful in unretirement. You've got to be curious and interested and find it fascinating. And I felt like I had really stopped learning uh, at some point during my ad career, focused on one industry. I mean, I could do it in my sleep. I mean, I don't even have to prepare for a presentation. I could review their information uh, an hour before the meeting and tell them what they need to do. So while that can create a lot of great success for you, it doesn't necessarily stimulate your soul. So learning something new, which I have learned a lot new, was great. And the other thing is, because I insisted, we put in very little money because I just wasn't sure of what how we would succeed at this. So I didn't even hire myself a true assistant. You know, I didn't have someone who did the, the stuff I'd always done in 30 years, you know. Suddenly I find myself having to learn not just that industry, but learn how to do everything for myself. If I had to do it over again, I would not have done that. I would have said, okay, while it might be great that I've learned how to write my own emails. Now, I mean, I've always written my own emails, but you know what I mean? In sort of filing and, and doing all the stuff and keeping track of everything and putting together financials and all that sort of stuff. I should have never uh, taken that on. So I would have done that differently. But the learning of the other was just wonderful. I mean, getting on and figuring out why people come to your site, all about keywords and all that. And then, of course, learning social media. I hadn't really gotten into that very much because I'm kind of a private person. I really didn't do too much Facebook and all that kind of stuff, but we had to. We had to learn how to use it. We had to learn how to use Facebook and Instagram and uh, LinkedIn. Victoria, you helped us with uh, the LinkedIn. And I have to say what you all did for us uh, has been really amazing. And I, I hadn't told you about this, but what you did in building up our, my particular LinkedIn account is that it has brought a lot of people to me who have been a big help in building uh, Prime Women. So uh, it's been excellent. Oh, Dorothy, that's lovely. So some of this was from our previous business working with Dorothy. And that is kind of heartwarming because that's really in some ways where Next Up started was a lot of people coming to us who had really hated or ignored LinkedIn earlier on. Um, Dorothy, you talked a bit about working with other people and I'm interested how did you get help? I mean, who did you kind of lean on? Did anyone mentor you through this? Or was it all just kind of working out as you went along? Did you, who did you get help from? I would say the biggest help, of course, was my ad agency, much to my daughter's chagrin, constantly tapping everybody and not paying much either. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they were a tremendous help, especially 
a gentleman who was not only a great art, he was a great uh, art director, but he also knew a ton about websites and was constantly learning because the agency was getting into building so many more websites. So he was the biggest help I had in terms of learning all the ins and outs of that. That really was the biggest help, I would say, in that regard. Then also just the network of friends. When we decided that we really need to bring in some money and we thought, oh, this is going to work. And I, I felt okay about taking in some investors. And at that point, it became really, really helpful that Valerie, who's really involved in businesses here and just one of those people's out there all the time. She's going to a function almost every night. She's in every organization you could probably think of. So those contacts were very helpful in getting those investors. And then also my uh, sweet, who's been a huge support for me because he has had to completely retire and isn't able to do a whole lot, but have been so supportive. But through a contact of his that we both have known for years, uh, she opened the door to investors in Fort Worth who became our biggest investors. And so through that contact, those women really were a tremendous help. The biggest investor has been someone who has brought new things to the table and just been a a wealth of information and uh, great at opening doors for other people. So, you know, everything's about people. There's nothing that isn't about people. I don't care what you're doing. And it's the good contacts and and support there that you really have to have uh, to be successful. You know what, Dorsey, I think one of the things I try and say to people when they're, particularly people who've been in such a corporate career, I mean, I suppose you were really, it was your own, but it still was a corporate career, that when they step out, it can be quite frightening because they're such newbies in the world and the networking. And I'm hearing a lot of that from you, that you weren't particularly a networker yourself. You had people in your team, perhaps, who went and got the business. But the thing that you have at this, I'm going to say age, which is very generic, sort of the 50 plus, let's say, is a wealth of contacts and people you can go to to say, look, I don't know how to do this. Could you help me? And getting such a lot of experience into your business that when you're when you're younger, starting out, you could never dream of accessing that kind of well, those credibility, the contacts, the money that you were saying about the investors and things. I think this is a quite special time of life. I guess in a way, we haven't really talked about prime women and what it is, but in a way, that's what you're targeting, isn't it? Women at this stage of life. Do you want to talk a bit about that as well? And and yes, what we have at this age to offer. Yes, I think what we hear back from women, I hear it all the time, is I love the magazine. I love that I learn something new all the time about how to care for my, a lot of it's about self-care. A lot of it's about things that women are interested in at this age, because you have certain issues that you didn't have before (laughs) across the board, you know, physical, all, all kinds of things. But also a lot of women want to hear about how you make a life at this age. And one thing that's been very heartwarming to us is the number of women who have either lost their husbands or they have gotten a divorce, either for their own choosing and sometimes just out of nowhere. And they have loved the articles we've done on that, the stories we've done. Some of them, like I said, the most heartfelt 
emails we've received have come from these women, uh, how helpful that was to them. As a matter of fact, we started a new series recently called Suddenly Single. And whether that's through death or a husband who just walked out on you uh, at that age. And both of those, of course, start happening after 50s and 60s. As, you know, the children leave, a lot of times they, uh, you know, look at each other and go, oh, okay, (laughs) do we want to continue or not? So it it becomes a big issue. And they call it gray divorce because there's so much of it. So I would think that has been a big one. And then also we've had some really great articles from women who have career backgrounds, who know how to help women with careers, who write really good articles. As a matter of fact, Victoria, you've written a number of those yourself, which has been great. And we get a lot of feedback on that. But don't get me wrong. Women want to know what they should be wearing, what what would be tasteful for them, what uh, what can I do about my thinning hair? What can I do about, I don't want a facelift. What can I do? So those are, are big things that women care about. Our writers really span the country and actually outside the U.S. We have writers in the U.K. and Canada. And most of them are very specialized. Some are just professional writers. We have a number of those, too, who just research their the idea. But a lot of the women, it's just their background. It, it, they are able to write about that. That's wonderful. Dorothy, I am in doing these podcasts and being involved with Next Up. I meet all sorts of people who have no intention (laughs) of slowing down or taking it easy or any of that. And I'm really interested to just hear from you kind of what's next, you know, what's on the horizon for you? What's the next big thing you're going to tackle? Well, that's an interesting question. Right now, we are in uh, developing something called Prime Women TV, which is going to be just putting all those ideas in video. Not that we don't already have video, really getting more into the whole streaming realm, developing that out right now with a partner uh, out of LA who has produced a extremely successful show for 14 years. So they're doing the video right now. They are putting together different ideas. So they'll pitch that to a streaming company. Potentially, we might just sell Prime TV separate from the website. So I can't imagine that anybody's going to buy it without wanting the website because all the content that they have. And that's what interests them. That's what interests anyone is all your content. So that's a potential that we might sell. And if we do, that means we will need to um, think about, okay, what are we going to do now? (laughs) For me, I've got a couple of ideas. I am working on doing a travel series within Prime Women, uh, luxury travel. This trip to Egypt is going to be my first story. I'm also, again, talking about learning new things. I am have been learning the last few days how to use a gimbal, which is a device that you use to record that holds everything very smooth. It allows you to zoom in, zoom out, and all that sort of stuff, and follow someone as they're walking. So I'm looking forward to trying this. Depending on how well that goes, I I may continue uh, with that. Along with writing, I, I like to write, and I started a book, oh, a few years back that I have not finished and I want to go back and and start writing on that again. So those are two things right now that interest me, the travel 
and the writing. The writing is about something totally different. It is a fiction and it is called The the Shadow Side of Good is the name of it. So that's a book I'll go back to, to writing. Oh, fantastic, Dorothy. I have to say, I absolutely love it when you hear people still looking forward, learning new things still, still planning ahead. For me, you're a very youthful person and youthful in spirit. And that's part of, I think, what keeps people young. I don't know whether you would agree with that. Oh, absolutely. I I do think using your mind and having something that you're really interested in, something that you are excited every day about getting up and working on. I mean, that that is the key, I think, to a longer life. I encourage women all the time, regardless of what their background is, find something in life that really inspires you and that you you get excited about. And this idea that you don't have anything to offer is just not true. I mean, I hear, well, oh, that's fine for you. You've built a business. You've done all this stuff. Hey, sure. No, no, it, it doesn't matter about that. It matters about you. Like I said, your uh, inquisitiveness about things, your interest in things. Get going on something and you'll find a great second act. What a great note to end this on. Oh, that's that's fantastic. I mean, I think there was one other question that we were going to ask you, Dorothy, and that was you, you did mention there was something that you would have taken on a PA or some admin support if you had your time again. But looking back, is there anything else that you think as a, as a tip or insight for other people that you might say, this is what I would do differently? Ooh, okay, probably I wish I had gotten out and talked to more people in the publishing business. Not before starting. I, I, I'm not, I don't mean that. I mean, we knew we had a good idea. But I should have used all my contacts, all my friends' contacts to have gotten us in front of more people and gotten more advice. I really regret that I didn't do that. Oh, don't regret it, Dorothy. Don't regret it. No, that's an insight for others. Okay, I, I, I don't know that I really do regret it because I learned so much by, you know, stumbling around. that <laughs> I could have made it easier on myself. That's wonderful, Dorothy. Thank you. Thank you for sharing with us. And thank you for your time today. It's great to hear from you. Great to meet you. We wish you all the very best in the future. I'm sure whatever it is you do, whether it's on TV or film or, or whatever, it'll be a, a, a spectacular success. And again, thank you for your time. It was, it was great to meet you. Thank you, Dorothy. And hopefully we can increase your subscribers. Subscribe to primewomen.com. So thank you so much, Dorothy. We really, really appreciate it. Well, thank you both, Trevor, Victoria. It was wonderful chatting with you. And I wish both of you great success because obviously you're kind of unretired too. Wow. What an amazing story. I just love that she made everything happen for herself. Started up her own business, grew that to a sizable, successful business. And then quite early on spotted that there's a market in technology, new, new then technology, yes, for a market of people who just underserved and unheard, and again, just made it happen. I also think what's interesting is when people say, oh, it's all right for you. I'm sure it looks easy after it's all been done, but it wasn't 
easy to begin with. That's inspiring too. Yes. Do you know what hit me was when she was talking about learning new things. So we, when we do our workshops with you, Trevor, and with our clients, we run a, a video clip of Lucy Kellaway. So she was a Financial Times journalist. And she talks about, so she was business, and she talks about the business school model of learning, how, you know, you've got the steep learning curve when you're younger, and then you sort of plateau out. And she was saying, I had plateaued. I didn't really feel I'd learned anything new in forever. I needed to do that. She was really hungry to learn. And years ago, I worked with a government agency, and we were trying to get people to think about learning new things, if they hadn't done well at school, maybe, and since. And we did some research that came up with a great headline that, learning something new is more satisfying than having sex it has a longer term (laughs) the great headline I wasn't sure if I could actually say that again but we had it on all the news channels years ago and it that's just reminding me that actually we don't talk enough about that at this stage how learning is you know the, the human being is is kind of wired to learn and it's a part of getting satisfaction and it's kind of really important you could hear it she's still hungry to learn yeah 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 I love that I must go and look up what a gimbal is she's still doing you know and she's we kind of moved on from 60s and things what Dorothy said and what Lucy Kellaway also said and I think there might be a bit of a dirty secret people who have achieved a certain level in their career actually kind of know secretly that they're coasting that they're not really interesting that they're not really on that curve anymore that they used to be and you're right being on the curve of learning is exciting I think so some people they look at it as being particularly when we talk about tech there's something about tech that people kind of go oh I can't do I get my children I hate that phrase I get my children or even worse my grandchildren to do it kind of say that's a really old people sort of phrase to you <laughs> I mean we all get help but it's kind of the admission that I'm past it I can't do that anymore oh. and it's a load of rubbish oh. look, look at Dorothy I mean you know if, if that's a measure of old she's certainly not old is she certainly is not no bless her I mean as she says you know how hard can it be well actually it was really hard and yeah. I've known when she mentioned about my writing, I helped them when they started by just writing articles. I think a lot of it was probably around LinkedIn. It's some years ago now and about sort of using it professionally. You know, she was always up for it. And we, we sometimes sort of sent things over and said, what about doing this or that? And she was always kind of hungry, you know, tell me more. You know, what, what, what is this? Rather than, oh, no, we don't need that or shutting it down. I've just been so impressed with them, really have. What do we learn from that? But keep learning, I guess keep throwing yourself into situations where you have to learn oh that's a good one and that's what she did I'm going to something tonight called the no coding court and I just posted on LinkedIn actually I'm really looking forward to this as a tech entrepreneur she's going to be the judge and I've said I don't actually even understand what the challenges that they're discussing and debating but that's the whole point of it you know I'm going to go along and hopefully by the end of the email I'm going to be an expert on no coding we are looking for ourselves that we're going to create a platform for employers I'm having to learn now about online platforms and it isn't easy and you do get a bit overwhelmed with where's where's the technology and things but equally once you get through that what Dorothy was saying was we just got so many paid people happy to share and tell us what they know about this it's brilliant Mm. I think it's a fantastic age to be 
yeah. I feel like the world's your oyster. Whatever you want to do, you know people who can help you. And as you said to her, you know, that is one of the advantages that you didn't have earlier in life. Absolutely. You didn't have those connections and you didn't have the time to think about how can we collaborate? We're just, just doing a workshop. We don't, you're doing it with us um, for one of our clients and we're bringing in some entrepreneurs and quite a few of them. It's interesting. We've asked them what challenge would they like to discuss with the partners of this firm? And quite a few of them have said, I'm pitching to, they don't use the word older people, but it's sort of, <laughs> you know, and I don't quite know how to start. I don't know, I don't know what they expect and what to do and things. And it's so nice that, that the experienced generation can help them with yeah. something that yeah. you just don't know when it's too tacky and what's going to land or not. I just think it's fantastic. Love chatting and then reflecting on what people are telling us and what are the lessons for everybody else. If you're enjoying this, we'd love to hear from you. Tell us what you're getting out of the podcast. Do subscribe. That's next-app.com and don't forget that hyphen. And we've got lots more guests like Dorothy coming up. So join us and listen to the past ones and join in. We very much hope that you enjoyed and were inspired by Dorothy. And you will be again with our next guest. We have a long list of wonderful people that we're going to talk to. So please join us next time.